to the Grindhouse Clubhouse, the show where we watch exploitation films, dive into them vigorously, and talk to it with each other and to you, the audience. I'm Kenny. This is my co-host, Jessica, the architect of the Grindhouse Clubhouse. Hi. Yeah. So you need to live up to that title. An architect, I guess that's... Last week I was a detective, now I'm an architect. My fault. Well, you're detective architect lame, so... You can't say it's my fault after watching this week's film. No, I picked this one. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) I... Listen, I know that a lot of people were killed with a giant power drill. I have more pain in my heart than even the person who got it through the chest. When you say killed by a giant power drill, that sounds cool. But I don't want to uh, mislead our listeners by thinking that this movie was cool at all. Even the drill when it was on was like, meh, <laughs> shrugging. If the drill had, <laughs> if the drill bit was like its nose and it had arms, it's just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, we should probably let so our we, listeners know what we watched. I mean, okay, if yeah, they skipped over yeah, reading the uh, title of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't looked at the title of the episode, we watched Slumber Party Massacre. Yay. Um, sometimes known as The Slumber Party Massacre, I guess. But I, I, when I saw the title in the film, I think it just said Slumber Party Massacre. I'm not sure. Yeah, so, and one of those films a, that has like, yeah, has like a bunch of different names in other countries, too, just because probably re-released 8,000 times trying to find an audience that would watch it. Yeah, it's like how in uh, Italy they would rename horror movies to be sequels to evil dead oh really money yeah oh so many like if you watch uh if you watch good bad flicks which is this great series on youtube the guy talks about how like italy would take these weird any movie that involved a house Uh and some sort of haunting or possession if it didn't do well and it was a crappy movie they would bill it as like their whatever they had titled evil dead they'd call it like evil dead five gotcha Something like that. So this, yeah, this feels like one of those movies. Although, interestingly enough, I found out this movie was supposed to be a comedy. That's what I read, too, that it was written to be um, sort of mocking this genre of film, this slasher films. And I guess once I read that, I feel like if I had read that with a different movie, I would go, oh, this makes a lot more sense. That makes all this a lot funnier. But it did not. Oh, so basically the premise of this movie is the overall premise. This girl, Trish, is going to have a slumber party with her high school friends. And at the same time, a crazed killer escapes from prison and immediately just goes on a rampage and like kills legions and legions of kids who all just keep showing up at this slumber party. Mostly hot girls in this film. Mostly hot girls. Yeah, some guys, but mostly hot girls. Mm -hmm. Uh if that doesn't sound like much, that's because not a lot happens in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so so we'll go through it step by step because despite this movie being bad, it is pretty funny to poke out like how bad it is. So the movie opens with, with Trish in bed. And of course you're like, well, I wonder if when she gets up out of that bed, if that nightie's coming off and we're going to see some boobs. Yes, that's the... The answer to that big mystery is yes. I paused so. the video when her boobs came up to check the time stamp. Two minutes. That's all Two it minutes. took. Yeah, Two it's minutes. like 45, credits. Yeah, 45 seconds to a minute and 15 seconds of that was just text on the screen credits and then just straight. Yeah. Who I who does that? Like I don't get out of bed in the morning 
take off my top and then just stare at myself in my in my mirror for a minute. Well, she's like, like in front of an open window. Yeah. Too. And she, yeah, so she's just like staring at her. She's like, everybody see my boobs. <laughs> Did I you mean, like? Let's, I, let's be honest, they're nice boobs. No, they okay. were fantastic. They were great. I mean, I do like how almost immediately the scene that follows that up, they were very um, quick to make sure that like you're 18 now, like, <laughs> like, well, like yeah, those are 18 really year old boobs. Yeah, that made me really uncomfortable because she's topless, and then she she just decides this morning that she's going to throw away all of the toys from her childhood. Yeah, because she's in – I don't know. It's like this weird – you're in high school. You are 18, but you're not a kid anymore, but you're 18. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, here my boobs. Now watch me throw away all my Barbies and my stuffed animals. And it's not even like – it's not even like she turned 18. It's just, She just decided this morning because nobody – like I figured – I, this is me giving movies more credit than I should. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's throwing all this away. Maybe this movie is going to be like about how, you know, she's growing up or something. And like she has to take things like an adult and she, maybe she'll be really cowardly, uh, coward, like cowering at first and then empower herself. But no, the, the only reason the toys get thrown away is for a very dumb jump scare. Uh, there, well, there's no jump scares in this whole film. There's attempts at jump scares, but yeah, yeah. Insert it's not air quotes, scary at all. Jump- Scares. More like bunny hop scares. Mm-hmm. Bunny spooks. <laughs> God, it's so There's ridiculous. Bunny spooks that happen. Uh, yeah, so she throws her toys away, and then, like, any chance the movie has to tell you that this guy escaped from prison, uh, they do it. Like, TV, newspaper, radio, and, like, nobody seems to care. Yeah. But they're like, homicidal, crazy asshole <laughs> escaped <laughs> from prison, and everybody's like, click, turn it off. Um, yeah, so so do you want to take over for a minute? Because then does it go to the high school? Is that the next? Well, there's scene? no, there's something that you're missing. Oh, that's before right. they get to the the high school, yeah. you're missing the creepiest neighbor that ever existed. That's right. I'm sorry, I I jumped too far ahead because there's the scene where her parents are leaving for who knows, yeah, indiscriminate vacation. Horror they, movie they, parents out of town for the weekend. It's yeah. like horror 101. Uh huh. What's the neighbor's name? I have Mr. Content. Yeah, mm. and he is 10th level creeper. Like, the big, like, I thought for certain, because of how the creep he was, I was like, I know that they've been saying that the serial killers, and it made no sense for him to be the serial killer, because they know the serial killer's name is Russ Thorne. He just escaped yeah. from prison. The neighbor doesn't seem to have been missing, like, being in prison, but, like, I was like, there's definitely a connection between the serial killer and this neighbor. He is... So, like, the parents are like, now be safe. I know you just turned 18. Don't stay up too late. You girls do this. And then the neighbor who's, like, in his 30s, maybe 40s is like, don't worry. I'll keep a close eye on those girls. Yeah, he might as well just be, like, licking his lips. Like, I'll take a real close eye on those kids. Oh, my God. He was so – I thought he took the doll at first because the doll that gets taken for the later jump scare, I thought maybe creepy neighbor took it to, like – I don't yeah, know, jerk off to or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I did. that would have made sense. Also, just even in the other line of thinking when that happened, I was like, "So the killer's already at her house?" Yeah, that's <laughs> like in the morning. I was like, "Does he?" And this might be something from an earlier draft because I hate to skip ahead because we'll come back to it. But way later in the movie, and you say you didn't hear this part, mm-hmm. but when she comes face to face with him, like near the climax. She says something about him looking familiar, 
And I'm wondering if the fact that he was at their house early in the morning and then way later when she says, why do you look so familiar, that there was a lost plot thread that they were maybe related. That makes sense. He had killed somebody in her family previous or something because there's like no reason for him to just be outside her house or to be like super targeting lasering in on him. Yeah. Like the way that he is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you get in and you get you get in uh, introduced to uh, uh, frickin the world's creepiest neighbor. And then they jump to high school where we get more boobs. Well, before the boobs, they you get the worst basketball game ever. Okay. You know what? I said that I remembered how this movie No, went, you're forgetting so many things because it was just really – because at first it shows all the girls, which by the way, this is a school where every single girl is at least an eight. Like the ugliest girl is maybe a oh, seven. Yeah. And yeah. even and the, the teacher – the seven who would, you know, would be pretty hot in high school, the sevens are treated like garbage. Yeah. Oh, like complete garbage. <laughs> so they're having this basketball game and they're all terrible at it, which is – fine because like you can't expect an actor to be good so i thought oh this is gym class no this is basketball practice like (laughs) this is like they're dribbling like uh like like they do in comedy movies when someone doesn't know how to dribble you know yeah they have open palms slapping the ball down like "Eh, eh, eh." yeah and they keep making fun of this new girl named valerie um while all the boys are like valerie and then don't they always they make like boob gestures yeah it's the boys names are jeff and john i think no jeff and neil jeff and neil okay yeah Yeah, um and they're like they spend most of the movie talking about which one of the girls at the slumber party they should be going for and like i think it's jeff is the one who's like man she's like really devalued she's like and it's like i mean you see her and you're like i guess yeah i mean i guess it's a high school film and high school boys are kind of not to say that valerie wasn't attractive no super attractive the first thing i wouldn't i wouldn't say when i see valerie would be like and do like boob gesture yeah but she was she was well proportioned they act like she was hideous and she's like a super gorgeous girl like woman oh my god yeah, if I were in high school and a girl like Valerie even talked to me, I would probably pee my pants and cry. I know. Yeah, so then they do go into the shower. And in the shower scene had my absolute favorite line in the entire film, and it was just like a dialogue as the camera's panning through a lot of naked teenagers, which I Not hope just they- panning, starting at their face, going down to their tits, then all the way down to their ass and bush. Oh, like yeah. Like each person. Like every single It was one. like, here, let me show you everyone's complete naked body. Did you catch the line? And like I said, this is my favorite line of the whole film is when they're panning through all the bodies. And I think they're doing a close-up of one of the girl's butts when someone just goes, I think your tits are getting bigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are they? They I, look bigger. I mean, I know, like, you know, I have wonderful girlfriends who I do spend time with. And maybe I would say something like, I think your tits are getting bigger. But I don't say it like I'm about to make out with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh never God. It's never like the beginning of a porno when, I, when yeah. ladies talk like like that so oh. I, think they're get, I better feel them to see if they're getting bigger oh they yeah. do feel bigger uh <laughs> but yeah and the real point of the scene is supposed to be that like the girls are trash talking valerie um 
Yeah, who ends they, up being a super nice girl. She goes over to the head to Trish, right? I don't care. Once their hair was wet, I couldn't really tell all these girls apart. Yes. And Trish is like longingly sexually looking at Valerie while they're in the shower. And then Valerie's all like, you really know how to work it out there. Like Valerie the being yeah. nice, like very porny, but also like while these girls are like, that girl's the worst. She's like, I really appreciate the chance to play today, ladies. Like, <laughs> yes. Thank you for allowing me to play the basketball. <laughs> With this, well, all while wearing the smallest towels I've ever seen in my entire life. Like oh, they, yeah. <laughs> they go from Listen, nipple to the bottom of the bush, and that's it. That's all they this cover. This high school had to cut back on funding, man. They can't even <laughs> afford somebody who knows how to lock the doors properly as soon as the school closes. A, so. a basketball team full of 30 hot teenagers costs a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah, they put it all into the looks. They're like, listen, we know these girls can't play, but we make them hot enough. We'll fill those stands. Oh, my God. We call it – we call our uh, – we call our team the eights, nines, and tens. No sevens. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take any sevens on this team. Oh, uh, so they're so like bad. in the locker room getting ready, and Trish is like, "Yeah, you girls are coming over tonight." Da da da. And it's her. We better we better sort out the names now. Okay. So there's Trish, who's the main character. Yes. Who was at the who was at the house in the beginning? Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's Valerie, who's the new girl who they don't like. Yes. Uh, who's on the other side of the lockers? There's Kim, who's like the quirky, maybe semi-punky kind of girl. She wears, like, suspenders and goofy t-shirts. And basketball jerseys and stuff, right? Yeah. And then there's Jackie, who is the – she's – I guess I don't want to say it. She's the black girl. Yeah. Because they don't give her any – they – okay, not fair. Later on, they give her a character trait that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a racial thing. It's just a very interesting character choice. It's but terrible. I don't want to spoil it right now because if I said what her defining character trait was, it would ruin something later on. Oh, my God. Uh, there's Jackie and then there's Diane, who's like kind of the trash, talky, bully one. She's really kind hates of a, She's also kind of the slutty one, which is, I mean, yes. in a horror film, you have to have a slutty one. You have like yep. the quirky one, the like manic pixie dream girl and Kim, the the black girl because that's what you get in a horror film, and then yep. the like slutty girl, and then like Trish and Valerie are these like budding heads of two girls who shouldn't be budding heads. Yeah, who are also maybe getting getting lady boners for each other we don't know yeah I because Trish is like I'm thinking about inviting her and they're like no she's dumb she's really good at basketball and is nice to the teachers like they're all bad because she was really good it's like you know she's on your team right like you be happy that you have somebody who knows how to actually play basketball I don't know maybe as this school is like the only value they put in put into the only thing they put value into is the way you look because I know I remember in high school that like if you were good at a sport on your team you got to be popular oh yeah that's completely the rule I don't that's know like if that's high school that was like made like that's something that happened in the aughts like in the 2000s yeah. you went to school that became a new thing uh because honestly, our our high school culture was a lot different by the time this happens. I mean, so. I don't. Maybe I'll have to ask my parents or something. Because you were like, I, were sports people like anybody in sports? Like, but I feel like football is always popular though. And every yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just the girls who were good at basketball, they were also some of the most popular girls at school. Yeah, exactly. Sports makes you hotter. Yeah, I don't if know. You, 
No, dude, I know my fr- I had a ton of guy friends who like had super huge crushes on the basketball star like girls of our school. Yeah. Real hard. Like even years later after high school talking about how hot they still thought they were. Uh and and then one of them ended up marrying one of them. Oh, adorable. Yeah, very cute. I just uh, don't understand this whole school. Like every girl is hot and then they like every yeah, girl is so hot. Those don't the boys were so Weenery though, like uh, okay, yeah, because that's good. Because the next scene is, uh, oh yeah, John decide to go hit on uh fucking this tell this insanely hot telephone repair lady. Yeah, like, that lady. Listen, I, I don't think that people should get jobs based on their looks or anything. But again, this lady's like a ten. She's. I just cannot believe in the 1980s that this lady would be a telephone repair person. No. Do you do you uh, remember that show uh, WKRP in Cincinnati? Yes. Who was the super? What was her name? Um, the hot blonde in that. Ooh. Lonnie Anderson. Yes. She looked just like she was like a Lonnie Anderson ripoff. She was Lonnie Anderson type. Yeah, she was a Lonnie Anderson type. Also, I've never seen anyone that looks like Lonnie Anderson that works in a telephone company. No. Um, also, if she does, which I'm sure there's someone out there who's beautiful and works for a telephone company, they don't go in full hair and full makeup and the tightest jeans that anyone yeah, can buy. Yeah, that was not a regulation outfit. No. That was like a let's paint this <laughs> let's paint this uniform on her. Why did they have get to her make out her there? The, then why did they have to make her the telephone repair? Like that just doesn't make any. There's some, she could be a substitute teacher. Oh, that would have made so much more sense. Wait, if she well, were a teacher. substitute teachers don't have vans that serial killers can kill them in and steal. <sighs> yeah, and get their killer drills. Because what happens is he hits on her. She turns him down. Well, does she turn him down? She's kind of like flattered. I think she does the whole like, aren't you cute kind of thing. Aren't, yeah, aren't you a cute little boy? And yeah. then she's going to her van, gets very slowly pulled in by an arm that comes from inside Mm -hmm. and then murdered in broad daylight in a rocking van that like nobody notices while she's screaming and pounding on the glass while the boys are maybe 10 feet away. Also like what pure boys in that, like the girl rejects them and then they just cease to know she exists anymore. (laughs) Which if this had still been a comedy and played as a comedy, because it had been written, I guess, as a comedy originally, then tweaked and shot as a straight movie. Yeah. It just, the, taking out the comedy elements and rewriting the scenes just makes everybody look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're not paying attention. She gets murdered. Um, it, that you're, it could have been funny. Like, it could have very well been very loud that they could hear her, and then the boys are just dumb to making it. some yeah they're just like making some funny excuse like in a in a mel brooks movie this could have been a golden scene that yeah. people would have talked about for years and years and made jokes about and it's not it just plays as like wow that's really shitty that it just makes you think like nobody cared in the 80s yeah that's from <laughs> <laughs> the 80s nobody cares yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah, we cares. We have not gotten anywhere in this movie. We haven't even gotten, like, this is just ridiculous. I know. We're, it's taken too long. Yes. So, okay. So, they, the girls are like, we're going to go. Their friend Linda, they invite her to the, to come to the slumber party. But she's like, I got to study, which is weird because, like, Valerie is down to party and Linda is like, I got to study on Friday. And they're like, whatever. She's still cool. 
Linda's still cool in our book, even though she got a study. Is Linda the one who gets got like two minutes from then? Yes, she's okay. the one who the the coach is like the their coach who comes back. Who's also hot? Yeah, who's also ridiculous. Everybody in this, every one of the girls in this movie is hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's like, okay, she's like, I forgot a book, and she's like, okay, well, make sure to hurry up because the janitors lock the doors pretty early. And but what she means by pretty early is the janitors are going to lock you in here. Yeah, no matter immediately what you- after school. No, no band yeah. practice after school. No drama club hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's they just- also can't afford towels because they're evidently paying a fucking ninja clan to lock the doors because <laughs> fucking foot rolls in and fucking ninja vanish puts padlocks on all who puts padlocks on the insides of doors know. to lock people in. But she gets locked in the killers in there. There's a very non suspenseful chase as he chases her. Oh yeah. That's I, I can't block that thing out where she does I mean whatever it's a horror film so I don't fault anyone in any horror film where it's something like they run into a room and then they hide under a table and then they, that's what happens yeah um, but it was pretty uneventful like I get scared easily at films yeah nope nope not even a t- I wasn't like worried I kind of was just like can you hurry up and kill her so we can just move on with next this scene. film yeah next please scene. killer next scene I'm gonna see more of the dumb conversations that these girls have with each other. There are plenty. <laughs> so she dies. Uh, and then we cut to the house and Trish is getting ready to have her guests over. Uh, and she's at home and somebody is in the house with her. Oh, and God. you're like, wow, that's really fast for that killer to be like, I was, I was like, part of me at that point perked up and I was like, are they going to break fucking format and like <laughs> going to get her right now and then get everybody else? Cause if that so, been sweet. Like, that's, I'm like, that's pretty fucking metal if they do that. But nope. nope. It's the creepy ass fucking neighbor. Who's like, Oh, I knocked on the door. No one was here. So I let myself in and I went upstairs. Okay. The worst part about that too, is that what he says, cause she freaks out and she's like, Oh my God. And, uh, so then her friends show up and they're like, we got beer, or no, they have wine coolers, and look at this, yeah. Maui Wowie, like she, like her, Kim pulls out a whole big bag of weed. Because Kim is the party girl. Because she's the party quirky man at Crazy Dream Girl, she pulls out yep. a thing of weed. The neighbor, Mr. Content, con- Content? It's Content? Con- what is I don't know, Mr. C, we'll just yeah, call Mr. him Yeah, Mr. C, thank you. So Mr. C sees this, and Trish is like, <gasps> and then Mr. Content, Mr. C says... Uh, I won't tell your parents if you don't tell them I scared you. Which is code for don't tell your parents I was creeping through your fucking Ugh. bedroom when you were at school. Yeah, this <laughs> this is very close to we're going to play a secret game that you yeah. can't tell your parents about. Oh, this is uh, like yeah, stranger it was real danger. Oh, so okay. Yeah, as soon as he said, like, I won't tell your parents if you don't tell them, I was like, oh, no, tell your parents. Tell Your parents will be more upset about that than the weed, I can tell you, as an tell adult. your parents. Tell everybody's parents. Oh, my God. If I were an adult and my kid's like, sorry, we smoked weed, but also the neighbor was in the house in my bedroom when you weren't, when I wasn't at home, I would be like, mm-mm, I don't give a shit about that weed. Like, we're going to go to Mr. C's house right yeah. fucking now. Yeah, you're like, the smell of weed is a Febreze spray away. Oh, uh, the, the, the The lasting stain of a molester in your house mm. is much 
much harder to get out of the furniture. God, that guy was so creepy the whole time. That's yeah. not even like the end of his creepiness, too. He's creepy all of the time. Like, ugh, like he, I, he just pops up and like he's like there's a part later on. You know what? Let's not even if we go through chronologically with this movie, it's gonna take forever. Oh my god, so it really was. So let's just let's just hit the highlights. Let's get Mr. We'll, C we'll out of the way. With, we'll go by character and character. So Mr. C shows up all these times and he's like coming off screen with like a fucking machete oh, God, and stuff like machete? to chop down in front of people. And like that Diane girl's like, oh, you startled me. And it's oh, yeah, like, she really? Didn't I didn't even jump. If, if a machete comes 10, not even 10 inches, three inches away from my face and slams into a snail that's by my hands, I'm going to scream. And she just goes, oh, didn't see you there, Mr. C. Oh, you're snail hunting? My dad does that. It's like your dad goes fucking snail hunting with a machete. At like one in the morning in someone (laughs) else's yard. Oh, it's, yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to keep chopping snails in the dark. Like, okay, first of all, even if he's not the killer, you need to call a mental hospital. No, not even the mental hospital. Just call the police. He's hanging outside the windows of a slumber party with a bunch of 17, 18-year-old girls. With a machete. With a machete. Like, that's police. That's 911. If I called 911 and said, is this an emergency? They would say, yes, we'll be right out. (laughs) Can I just give you a scenario, 911 operator? And they're like, yeah, sure, let's wrap. And you're like, okay, I'm I'm at a slumber party with my friends and we're all scantily clad and they're like, uh-huh, yes, I'm following you so far. <laughs> and the creepy neighbor who knows that we're inebriated I is hate- hanging outside the window with a machete and just chopped about three inches from my face to kill a snail, supposedly. Should I be worried? And she's like, I've already dispatched yeah. five officers to oh, your did, house. Did I forget to mention he sifted through my panty drawer only four hours ago? Is that relevant information? Uh, it, it is now. Oh, <laughs> it's God. called it's called building a case, sweetheart. And well, we're going to get you a lawyer for that. The murderer gets him, and I did not feel yeah. bad at all. I was like, goodbye, no, Mr. C. Like, good. good fucking riddance, please. Destroyed your they were buddies theory or something, though. Yeah, uh, that's like, fine. They, they but, I mean, I would have liked it better if Mr. C was, if something came from his creepiness. But they played his creepiness off like it was completely normal. Yeah. Like, this is rational behavior from a 40-something-year-old man in relation to a bunch of teenage girls. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is, a, like, there's, like, an hour of the movie where nobody dies. Where it's just, like, really long, drawn-out, dumb jump scares. Like, the guys are hanging outside the window watching them get undressed and talk about some uh, some other couple who will never meet doing it mm-hmm. and getting caught doing it. And they're just like, look at their boobs. And this this reminded me of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill because these guys are standing right in oh, front yeah. of an open window <laughs> where these girls are like five feet away, topless. And, and, and they're talking. They're not really whispering. They're like full on talking and like laughing and clapping and stuff. And it's like, I guess in exploitation movies, like if you're not in the room, people can't see you. Oh yeah, like a window, even with the windows open, automatically stops all yeah. sound. Apparently it's that's like the number one rule. with babies, but for the camera. Like if you're not in the same frame, they can't see you, so I, you're safe. I watched this film on my own, but during that scene, my husband walked in the room and he just goes, through the fucking window? Why aren't they hearing those boys? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Why aren't they hearing those gross boys? Yeah. Then they do go to the window and you think they're going to get caught. But then there's like a jump scare where the Barbie 
one of the Barbies that she threw out is like jammed in the window and all mutilated. And it's like, and she's like, huh, that's weird. I threw this out this morning. (laughs) And they're like, oh, that is weird. And then they just keep partying. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad that we spent all that time in the beginning with her throwing away her toys. Well, they do have a lot of, yeah, you're right. They're like, no one gets killed. There's a lot of jump scares of like dumb shit. Like, yeah, like the boys and then this weird doll and then Mr. C. Um, uh, yeah, let's go through each character and talk about them from okay, the beginning to end. So that's a lot easier. Diane is like being trying to act like a real hard ass the whole movie, but she keeps calling her boyfriend to get him to come over so they can to take a British term snog in the garage. Yeah, her boyfriend uh, Biff essentially. Biff or Bo or something. He she plays. He plays bad. football for sure. Obviously. Yeah, he looks like really buff teenage Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically, I, I was just waiting for him to do the little like marionette dance. <laughs> I didn't really uh, notice that. He just yeah. looked like he was perpetually confused. He was, he was, you know what, probably the most believable character because I feel like I've been in that situation when I was in high school is you run into a boy you like or that you've been making out with for a while and then he's like, let's just go. Like, let's get out of here. And you're like, I'm hanging out with my friends. And he's like, yeah. no, but please, like, please, let's do the please. Please, I want to get my dick wet. Yeah, just like. It's basically. And you know, the funny thing is, if she would have gone and done that, she would have lived. I know. And that's the moral of the story. Is you, you should, should just have always sex have in high school. premarital sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, he axes them in the. In the car. In the car. And it's funny how, like, no one hears the drill coming. Didn't they have music? There was a no. They were doing oh. the blender. Oh, the the kids in the car didn't hear the drill coming. Yeah, the kids in the car didn't hear the drill coming. They supposedly didn't hear the screaming and the murders in the house because they were making margaritas for yeah. the slumber party. Because Diane vanishes and like nobody questions it. They're just yeah. like oh, she's gone. Well, but she's I the guess they could have just thought. Yeah, they could have just been like she's off banging her boyfriend. Uh, she doesn't really have much aside from that. Uh, then you got okay. Let's talk about my favorite character. So Jackie, <laughs> there's this part where when the girls finally realize that there's a killer about is when they ordered a pizza earlier in the movie, and this pizza takes like in movie time it must have taken them two hours to yeah. get there. Uh, he knocks at the door, and and then they go to open it, and his eyes have been drilled out, and he falls down. And at this point, the boys are in the party, too, and, like, everybody's screaming and freaking out. And later on, when the boys run to go get help, uh, (laughs) the pizza's just sitting there, and Jackie's, like, they're all holding knives in the the living room. It's, like, the cover to the movie. Why didn't they fucking run? I'm sorry. Why did they not fucking run? I don't know. Because, in theory, they're that first – okay, yeah – well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's just, it just broke yeah, That's okay, yeah. So she, they're sitting there, and they're like, we're going to die, we're going to die. And she's like, well, if we're going to die, I'm not going to die with an empty stomach like that. That's and, what's on her and, mind. Yeah, and then she takes the pizza out of the guy's hand, and they're like, you're going to touch his cold, dead body? And he's like, well, the pizza isn't cold. And then she takes the pizza out and opens the box on his back mm-hmm. and starts eating off of him. And, like, rightfully, the girls in the movie are like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm hungry. And is like just eating. And, and like, it's just kind of, there are so many flat surfaces. She could have moved that pizza box to. She just plays it so normally. Like that's the yeah. thing that's, 
As but a like, former fat kid, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You don't want pizza to go to waste. I understand that, even in any sort of high-pressure situation. But I would not eat pizza off a dead guy. Okay, yeah, there's a difference between a high pr- – like, I feel my number of near-death experiences is very limited. And none of them have even remotely come close to someone's eyeballs being drilled out, falling face-flat into my living room. Like, yeah, and the threat of death. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be hungry. Like, your body yeah. produces chemicals to stop that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, I, will, I will give the movie this much credit, though, because we already we already mentioned the running thing. There is one part of this movie that made sense to me, which, uh, which was when the boys are like, well, if I go out the front door and you go out the back door, he can't get both of us. Yeah. And she's like and they're like, Yeah, well that makes sense. And so they like do this whole heroic uh grab. My wife just came in as making fun of me from far from the other side. <laughs> uh they, Tell they, her to go uh, eat a pizza off a dead guy. Yeah. Tracy, would you eat pizza off a dead guy? She didn't answer. Uh, <laughs> Rightfully so. That's a dumb I'm question. Say that's a no. <laughs> no audience. Uh yeah, so they're like, if I run out the front door and you run out the back door, he can't get us both. And we just go to the neighbor's house and call the police. And I'm like, that makes kind of sense. Yeah. Also, you could all just run. Yeah. He can't – he literally cannot get all of you. But he ends up getting both of them because the idiot goes to the – goes to the neighbor – goes to Valerie's house. Because the whole movie, there's like this secondary plot of Valerie hanging out with her bratty sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and debating about whether or not they're going to go crash the slumber party or whatever. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that because there's a lot there. Yeah, and uh, so he goes over, is like pounding on her door, and she doesn't answer. If she didn't answer after the second knock, I would have ran to another person's house. Yeah, they acted like there were only two houses on this whole block. And we saw earlier that like there, it's like super tight pack suburbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would have just fucking booked it. Also, why was Valerie watching TV with the volume that loud, ignoring the front door after, like, they had already been kind of scared a bit by some stuff? Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. No, no I mean, nothing made sense. I kind of just, I was yelling at my TV then. a lot. Yeah, the guys bite it then because he comes and gets both of them. Yeah, uh, good riddance, Jeff and Neil. Yep, see you later. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the girls just decide to hang out in the house until the guy breaks in and gets them. Yeah. Because the doorbell gets the gets Jackie across the neck, then climbs up through a window later on where the other two girls don't hear him mm-hmm. up to the room. While they're on high alert too. Yeah. And here's the dumb thing is like <coughs> she gets him in that room. Like with the baseball bat. And, yeah. then, and then she just hits him once and then drops the bat. It's like, no, 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 no. This is defending the homestead. You can keep hitting yeah, him. Yeah, bash in the head him until you see some brain or Run the fuck out of the room. I'm just, I, yeah, I know, like, there's shock or whatever, but I feel like, it, me not just being a guy and trying to be, like, super tough guy or anything, but I'm just asking, would you, in that moment, after hitting him once, go, you know what, just to play it safe, I'm going to keep hitting him yeah, until for I sure. Like yeah. I said, or I would, or I would run. The windows open, or start moving the shit to get out of the room. Just something like I, you well, they don't do, just they like start moving the stuff. But she drops the bat, and he yeah, gets up and then kills just, him. You're right. I would have just been like, you know what? I'd, I, I'd go by the rule of aliens. Let's nuke the site from orbit just to be sure. Especially when someone <laughs> is drilled through uh, my boyfriend's head. Well, boyfriend yeah, no and clothes, his friend, guy. pizza guy's face. Like, yeah, that guy needs to be. Uh, brained by a baseball bat 
Yeah, it would not matter. No. So th- that's when that's when uh, good old sparkly, uh, what do you call them? Over uh, the strap thingies, on, oh, suspenders. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when that's when suspenders gets it. When Kim dies. Yeah. Uh, and and then Trish runs downstairs. And is freaking out. And is this the point where the coach comes over? Yeah, because up to this point, there's been a like a slight, um, I wouldn't call it, just a small plot point where these girls are super obsessed with finding out <laughs> the, who won the sports game last night. And that's not yeah. me saying, like, I don't know sports, but in that, like, I think they were playing baseball, but it took them forever to get around because they're like, who won the game? Which team was it? Like, there's never... <laughs> I don't watch sports. I'm not a sports person, but I hear people talking about sports and no one goes like, hey guys, which team won the game last night? Which sports team is the winner? They're, it's Who more scored of like, another goal unit? Yeah, it's more of like the Tigers beat the Red Sox. Like that's, but they are really obsessed with finding out the score of this baseball game um, or yeah, it is baseball because they use the word run, I think, at one point. Yeah, how many runs did he get? Yeah, so they uh, call Because they just fucking... need to keep including the fucking coach who, like, they even try and do a jump scare with the coach where it's like, oh, maybe, oh, my God, that, that reminded me of, <laughs> I forgot. The people, the people. The, people. the coach comes home to her house and is, like, figures out somebody's at her door and then a drill bit comes to her door and you're like, oh, shit, the killer was in her house. Nope, the drill bit pulls back and the door opens. She's like, oh, hey, coach, whatever. I'm just installing your new people. And it's just like, you do not drill through a thing when somebody's walking up to it. And then she doesn't even finish it. She just leaves a hole in yeah, her front door. She, like, leaves. drills a hole, goes, oh, sorry, coach. <laughs> Bye. And then hops yeah. out. I'm going to go build you that bookshelf. Hope you enjoy the hole in your front door. That's also – well, that's just, like, in that whole line of tons of jump scares because in that within the coach, too – was the coach the one with the cat? The thing is, the coach and Trish looked so much alike. Oh yeah, we're like you're like, wait, what? Which house are we in? Yeah. Now? So at the beginning, because the film is like any kind of horror film, it's like the hot babes go home and they immediately change into like a negligee. Which yeah, I mean, I, which I do. When I, I, get home. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've got some nice little numbers I like to put on, depending on the day, depending so, on my. There's a jump scare with the cat. I mean, these. I think it's jump scare is really in quotes with this film because none of it yeah. were. The music only played when the killer was around. There was no music in this movie. It made it so much more uncomfortable. No mm. incidental music at all. It was only when you thought that the killer was around or when he was on screen. It was really bad. Which made it real uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so basically he murders everybody and... Like, they were making a big deal on the radio about talking about, like, oh, he killed five people, but he kills, like, ten people mm-hmm. in, like, the first day he's out. So, like, maybe it was Is all it about built up? new record. Because he gets mad when he goes to the trunk and he goes to count the bodies and one of them is missing because that Jeff kid crawls away. Yeah. And is, like, trying to claw on the door. Um, anyway, Valerie and her sister are over there and they, like, triple team beat up the uh, – yeah. Uh, well, the it dude. seems to be there's like the coach, there's the girls of the slumber party storyline, there's the coach storyline, and then there's Valerie and her little sister storyline, and it's just the coach, Trish, and Valerie all come together at the end. Yeah, to beat it, and the the sister story is weird. Yeah, so right? Valerie, yeah, so Valerie is at home. Uh, apparently, her parents have recently gotten divorced, and her mom is away for the weekend with her new boyfriend. Um, whatever. So. Uh, Valerie is watching her little sister Courtney and Courtney keeps being like 
why don't you go to the slumber party? And Valerie's all like, oh, no, it's fine. I'd rather be here with you. The thing about Courtney is, Courtney is clearly an adult woman. Like, clearly. Which is fine. It's movie magic and all that. Except for they keep, like, I don't know how old they're trying to make Courtney be because they, like, give her little cute little ribbons in her hair. They make her obsessed with trying to find her sister's Playgirl magazine. Oh, yeah. She's like, and she's like, make sure not to rip out the centerfolds this time. Which, by the way, I love that it was Sylvester Stallone on the cover. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it was. Was it John Travolta? It was Sylvester. It was Sylvester. It was Stallone, of course. It was Sly. And then she, you know, she like, there's scenes of her just like sucking on a big fucking lollipop and like. While looking at this porn bag. Yeah. And also going like, I'll get you for this. Like, but speaking in a really fake baby voice it was weird like it was, it was super, uncomfortable it was it was like a much different genre of porn yeah i was like valerie please go next door and either get killed <laughs> or kill that guy so that we don't have to spend any more time with your weird ass sister oh my gosh yeah so that uh, was like that was, but that's their whole storyline is like literally like well i didn't get invited to the slumber party might as well spend time with my sis and then like this kind of i mean Besides all the weirdness, it was kind of a sweet sister relationship of like, let me play with your hair. You're so beautiful. I hope I can look like you someday. Yeah. Terrible. Can I see your Playgirl magazines again? (laughs) That part's (laughs) real weird. Yeah. Um, But they end up going over there and like the coach – does the coach die? Um, I don't remember if she – I feel like like I checked out so hard by this point. Yeah. I don't remember if she gets fatally wounded because she fights him off for a bit. Um, well, this is, like you've said several times now, it, this was written like, it was originally written as a comedy and supposed to be written as mocking a lot of these horror films. So this final showdown scene with these three women and the murderer, they were definitely written in what should be a bunch of hijinks if there was like a laugh track or, you know. Yeah, like a bunch of... Yeah, yeah. But it's happening so seriously, so there's all this stuff that's just like... Like the one Trish, no, Valerie goes down in the basement and finds a, like a power saw. And oh yeah, like, and runs with it, with the plug turned, with the plug in and it's running. Yeah, and then like, so like the plug like makes her fall. Like, okay. I thought she was, it was going to fall back and cut her in half. Oh, that would have been much better. Yeah, I thought that's what it was going to happen. She ends up like taking another machete because there's just a lot of machetes hanging around. <laughs> in this movie and she runs and she runs up there and she like cuts the drill in half oh yeah and that like this industrial sized drill and then chops his fucking hands off did she chop she, the hands off yeah that's right I, I really I really checked out like a whole, I think yeah. I, my whole thing for the last thing was poolside showdown that's all I wrote down she chops his hand off then he like falls in the water and I think he comes up for one more scare or something and then she kills him and then immediately immediately it's like credits oh I also well besides there is one thing that they throw in there that I think could be good if they had done it right like led up to it within the film but they didn't like so up to the point up to the end final showdown the the serial killer has not spoken at all not even a boo or anything like that but he is like holding the drill up above trisha's head and he gives this whole crazy person kind of speech about how like the ultimate way to show someone you love them is to kill them you know, and yeah. he's like, he's like, you know, you want this. Like, this is what you need. Like, I'll love you forever if you let me do this. Which, 
makes no fucking sense in this movie, but like it could have been fine if it were a different kind of like if the creepy neighbor said that. Yeah. Totally would be fine. It's this guy. Maybe in another draft they were the same person. Maybe. Um that would have made a lot of sense. But yeah, he says that shit. But then there's that point later, like I said earlier, that she like is looking at him, he's like, You look familiar. Has he maybe been stalking her and they forgot to like maybe they thought we'd pick up on that? You know how like because you you have written screenplays before or you've written stories before where because you know the background of everything, you're like, yeah, this is so obvious. And then when you read it with fresh eyes, you're like, oh, it's not obvious at all. Oh, yeah. I That still happens like with stories. Like I'd, that's why I always make sure to go back. I'd like let stuff sit for a while yeah. and then like put it – you like – put it in the drawer for a couple of days or a week and then you go back to it and you're like you have to read it like you like you didn't write it and then you're like this doesn't make any fucking sense this I don't think anyone make- did that with this film yeah and they should have because I think that's what they were trying to get at but I didn't realize that until like right now when I'm sitting there and thinking about it yeah but that's okay because we-, we shouldn't put that much mental faculty <laughs> into this because this movie sucks this movie was okay. which <laughs> it's by the like, way it's when the serial killer died, when Russ Thorne died, which by the way, Rusty Thorne. Um, oh. Ooh, so deep. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> when he dies, <laughs> does he shout out in Japanese, or could I just not understand what he was saying? I don't. I don't know. <coughs> I just remember that he got axed, and then it immediately went to the credits. Like the girls were holding each other, and I think the police showed up. Did they even? Point. I don't. I think it was literally like death credits. Yeah, because it was. I was like, "Did I miss a scene?" That's what I thought too. It's just over now. Uh, but yeah, like it's a real. It's just a real doofy movie. That's like the perfect word that I've been using because mm-hmm. I, I ran into a friend of mine, Caleb, but I was he was like, "What movie are you doing for that podcast this week?" And I was like, "Summer Party Massacre," and he like smiled. And I was like, it's really doofy. And he's like, that is the perfect word to describe that movie. Is <laughs> doofy. Oh, it like, really is. It's yeah. I don't even know if it's. I would call it a. I mean, it is a bad movie, but it's more just like doofy and kind of boring. It's it's. There's no vision with it. It's like completely disorganized. Yeah. It's. Which uh, is funny because would you like to hear some of the other stuff the lady who directed this worked on? Oh, I totally saw it on IMDb, and the thing that blows my mind. Go ahead and say it. Ah, uh, Beethoven. Yeah. Okay, that one. That I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I don't. Is that good? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's about a dog, so I assume it's pretty good. What what were you going to freak out about? The Relic? No. Getaway? Indecent Proposal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She did. She wrote that. She wrote Indecent (laughs) Proposal. Like, the fucking... Who was in that movie? Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson and what's his name? Yeah. Um, Robert Redford. Thank you. Very famous actor. She also wrote Mystic Pizza, which is, you know... uh, Another award-winning movie. Yeah. Uh, Getaway, which is a great movie. Uh, she wrote The Relic, oh the movie God. version of that. Corvette Summer. Jesus Christ. So there's potential in there. I don't know. The whole thing of it, it was meant to be a joke, and then it was filmed seriously. Um, I, I, I don't maybe <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say to that, because like I feel like I, if I watched this as a comedy, it would still need a whole lot of work. Like, yeah. a, like this is like first well, that's what decent for a first draft. Was, it still, was the screenplay just left intact and then they read it straight? Because it seems like the jokes I think have been that's cut it. out. I don't know. Or, I mean, I think that might be it because there are some things, like I said, that could be funny if they were, if the actors were in on the joke. Yeah. 
It feels want. like this movie wanted to be what? What was the name of that Broken Lizard movie? Was it Club Dread? I never saw that. Okay. But it was, yeah, it was like the Super Trooper guys did that like horror slasher comedy where it mm-hmm. made fun of them. Where like at the end, like he just keeps coming back even though they've killed him in so many ways. Like yeah. that's what the, that's what the ending felt like it was trying to go for was like the, we've chopped off his hand. He's still coming at us. We've hit him in the head. He's still coming at us sort of thing. Uh, but you yeah, can do I, good it, mockings of horror. I mean, like, look at any of like the Shaun of the Dead. Mo- you know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. It's it's completely uh, within the realm of filmmaking too to make fun of these films while still being a good film. Yeah, I think part of it is that the the woman who wrote this movie, because Amy Holden Jones, who was the director, um, who did all that other stuff we talked about, yeah. like Beethoven and stuff, she didn't write this. It was written by someone named Rita Mae Brown, who's like a who's like a successful mystery writer mm-hmm. i guess like dot like you know like grocery store paperback mystery books the ones like your mom reads up. yeah um, <laughs> the collective I don't mom the name for and i mean that's not putting it down it, inter- it entertains people right um, and she can make money off it obviously yeah it's the mrs murphy mysteries that's what she writes she's been writing them since the 90s there's uh-huh. 26 of them the 26th one comes out this may it's nice. called A Hiss Before Dying. <laughs> so you're going to have to get that one. You're going to have to pick that up by the lady. And I doubt that on the cover of every book, like from the screenwriter of <laughs> Party Massacre. I wonder if she, I wonder where her involvement stopped with this. Because I feel like if she were on set for even 15 minutes, she could have gone, whoa, no, 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 guys, like this is supposed to be funny. Yeah, the movie was originally called Sleepless Nights when she wrote it. Yeah. So it maybe... was retitled Slumber Party Massacre, and the producers decided to play it seriously, and it was given a limited release. So Maybe she sold it and then let go of it forever. You yeah, know? I'm sure it's – 100% is probably not her fault. She wrote it on spec probably, and then they took it and butchered it. Because mm-hmm. from the feeling I get from it, <clears throat> because so much doesn't happen, there were a lot of these scenes where – nothing's happening and no one's dying. I'm assuming just had a lot of jokes and they decided to, instead of rewriting the scenes, they just cut the jokes out. That's exactly. Cause there's even like a small, like very small details. Like there's one where, where the girls even find out that the serial killer is out is because Jackie pulls a newspaper out in the middle of a slumber party, which they are right there. That's a good joke. If you play yeah. it right, like what teenage girls bust out a newspaper, but because yeah. it was played seriously, instead I'm sitting here going, who the fuck reads a fucking newspaper? Who the fuck a- is drinking wine coolers, smoking weed and reading the newspaper at a teenage slumber party? That's exactly it. But if it were played funny, if she pulled it out in a very, you know, Kim's quirky, she's way. not that quirky. The okay. whole thing with the baseball thing too. That's why I wonder too, if maybe that's why it kept being like, who won the sports game last night? Like if that's its own joke. Oh yeah, just like right, like nobody knows what game anybody's talking about or everything something. Could, everything could be a joke. I yeah. feel like I just want to clip lines from this film because there's so many great lines in this. I love. Uh, I think your tits are getting bigger. I like. <laughs> I won't tell your parents if you don't tell them I scared you. Uh, I think one of well, there's one scene where the boys are heading over to the girls' slumber party where they say, um, "You know those." Uh, what is? I think I wrote it down. Hold on. I think it's okay. something like, <laughs> um, oh, geez, I'm dropping everything. Oh, no. I think, I don't know if I did write it down. 
uh, whatever. I think walking. it says something like, you know those girls love to scream. Like, oh, it's yeah, really... exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, you know. reminds me of something that I got in trouble for, because I did something very similarly uh, when Scaring I was a kid. Scaring girls, yeah. Yeah, my friend was staying at my house because his sister who lived across the... He, his family lived across the street. His sister was having a slumber party, and they were watching scary movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when he left his house, he snuck out this, like, monster claw thing that he'd worn for halloween and we're like oh when we go over there we'll 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 watch to the window and when we know like a scary part is coming up we'll hit the glass with the hand mm-hmm. uh and they'll freak out because like the first thing you'll see is just like big monster hand on the window right what we didn't know is earlier that night one of them had bumped the window and cracked it oh jesus their dad had already taped it so we went over there and he did it and the hand went right through the oh, window <laughs> and they screamed so fucking loud. Oh. His dad so mad at us because they could not calm those girls down. Oh, that's so sad. That. We were in so much trouble. Uh, do you want to hear? So I have almost a very similar story actually, because I had a slumber party when I was in fifth grade, mind you. Uh-huh. And uh, so, uh, you know, that. I lived in Oklahoma up until sixth grade, um, which Oklahoma is a wonderful place and it's really great, but there are some racist people there, um, like any state. And so we had a summer party and we were, my parents were telling us scary stories and then they had asked the neighbor guy to knock on the window when I got to a scary part. So just like you were thinking. Yeah. Um, so he knocks on the window. We all scream and almost pee our pants, but then he jumps in the front door like wearing um, a mask, which at the time I was just like, ah, oh, and then he pulled it off and it was fine. It took many years of my life later to realize that it was a Ku Klux Klan mask. Oh my God. <laughs> which oh that guy my used to, God. I know that guy used to babysit me all the time. And I thought he was like the coolest guy ever. And then like later, like later in life, I was probably like 19 or 20. And one day I was like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my God! Later on, you're just thinking like, what was the real scary part of that? Well, maybe he wasn't in the KKK. Maybe he just had a mask. Some people are collectors of very uh, nefarious stuff. Isn't that nice of you making excuses for him? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know the whole story. I haven't talked to this guy in 20 years, so I'm not. (laughs) Oh boy. There's some rallies you might be able to pick him out of photographs (laughs) from recent presidential things. Uh, you can find oh. oh, Jesus Christ. That uh, was that, no. that's uh, at least he didn't have a drill. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the only thing that could have made this guy worse is if he was also a racist. Do you but know I mean, it seems like he killed pretty indiscriminately. He killed way more white people than he did black. That's people, very so. true and he killed a white person before he killed a black person, which is actually pretty unheard of in a horror film sometimes. And I want to say that the pizza delivery guy was Asian. But I couldn't tell because his eyes were drilled out and you only saw his face for half a second. He had a beard. Oh, my God. So they um, uh, yeah, I uh, they the pizza guy I felt the worst for because well, and the phone repair woman, because the girls. So Diane was being a slut. Yes. So you get killed like these are horror. I don't believe anything's in real life. Obviously, slut away. You're wonderful. But uh-huh. you're being a slut in a horror film. You're going to die. If any, if we could get any T-shirt off this podcast, it should be "slut away." <laughs> <laughs> Kim and Jackie are smoking weed and drinking. Movie horror movie standards. You got to die. Yeah. Um, the boys are being pervs. Like they got to die. They gotta but die. the pizza guy is just fucking working for 
1982, so what, like 350 an hour? Yeah, with tips. With tips. Uh, no, no. Fuck the serial killer. And the phone lady. The phone lady just working hard. I mean, well, she was mega hot, though, and in horror movies, sometimes that's enough. Yeah, to just be like, how dare you be an 11 yeah. in a school of eights, nines, and tens. <laughs> I'm surprised that she didn't get run off with pitchforks with all these like very insecure hot girls being like, no. They're just like, oh my god, somebody who doesn't even go to our school is here. She's hotter <laughs> than all of us. Uh, yeah, it just it breaks. It's like how I was talking about last week, uh, or not last week, but last episode, about how like Barb dying on Stranger Things, like everybody was mad because and they didn't like – Nobody really understands why they're mad because she wasn't that big of a character, but it's like because she didn't break any of the rules that would deserve. Yeah, like, there, there are rules when it comes to a horror film, which this yeah. movie, too, in its defense, did follow some of the rules of horror films. Yes. Like, you know, the serial killer doesn't run, he just walks quickly and catches up with everyone. Yep. Perfect. They do drinking and drugs so they get killed those are good rules to have in a horror film like those are the things we all know and mm-hmm. and they Thank didn't you, scream. yeah they didn't they didn't run which is also another horror film thing you know so yeah they didn't just leave yeah i would have like nobody to... ever thinks in friday the 13th like if you just started jogging down the road mm-hmm. like and just kept going but i mean the the adrenaline of knowing that jason Voorhees is like behind you should keep you going anyway. That's what I never like, get that about any horror film. Yeah. It's like, keep running in a direction, man. <laughs> but then we even saw that in Faster Pussycat Kill Kill and when Gidget stops running all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what are you doing? You have so much energy right now. You were getting chased yeah. by a crazy lady. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it was real. It was just a goofy movie. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see, I wish I could see this the way it was intended to be. As a comedy? Like comedy version, yeah. I mean, from the looks of it, the sequel is a comedy. Yeah, we. I um. I do not know if I want to watch that or not. Maybe in the future. Definitely not now. I can't handle it. But I think I'll link we, on we don't our need Twitter. To do a whole episode. We can just be like, if one of us sees it, we can do a we can Ooh. do a slumber party massacre update and be like, okay. we saw the second one. I will. I will post a link. Cover has a dude with a <laughs> with a guitar with a drill bit at the end of it, and he looks like Murder Prince. Yeah, not like. Prince of Murdering, but like the murder version of the artist formerly known as Prince. I'll post a link on our Twitter to that image and then also to the apparently, I think, I haven't watched it fully yet, but I think it's not a musical, but there seems to be a music number in it, which I can tell you that's not what was missing from this film. No, not at all. The, the one thing when I watched this movie, I was like, you know what this really needed? Uh, an upbeat musical number where Trish talked about becoming a woman (laughs) in high school. Uh, I think that's probably the best note to leave it on. I don't really have much else to say about this. All I can say is I hated this movie so much. Yeah. I was just like, I was kind of bored with it by the end. I I just like, it would have been better if it was just like kind of gorier or something too. Or scary at all. Yeah, I, I don't was. understand how this is a cult film. Like, I enjoy a lot of cult films, and I can see the appeal. Like, I love The Room. I love Rocky Horror. Like, why is this one a cult film? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Maybe just because it's so doofy. I wonder if I would feel differently if I saw this in a theater with some people. Oh, yeah, like a group of people? Maybe yeah. it would be funnier. Yeah, because I watched this by myself Same. on, like, a Saturday afternoon. So, Maybe that's it. Like, maybe if I... I'm going to try putting this on at a party or something and seeing... See what yeah, because then I may find some of the humor because... 
Yeah. I wasn't laughing at some of this stuff. Yeah, I wasn't laughing at some of this stuff that was really ridiculous, as opposed to some of the other exploitation films where something goofy or dumb will happen and I'll laugh. It's not like when you watch The Room and you laugh your ass off because Tommy Wiseau is so weird. But you know what? The first time I saw The Room was in a theater. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try or at least watching a scene or two with other people and see if it increases the humor. Okay. Well, do we know – I haven't watched that link for that one you sent me before because I you sent it to me while I was on my phone. But do we know what we're going to watch next time? Because it's your call because I, I picked this one. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, oh, I think I actually – I do. It's funny to watch that. So the next film I want to do is a film called Wake and Fright. Okay. And it's an Australian film. Um and Ooh, it's actually yeah, it is Ozploitation. Um, it's actually a fairly highly reviewed film, but it does have a reputation for people uh, storming out of theaters because it's too graphic. Oh, and graphic, brutal. Graphic, sexually, violently. No, violently. Um, okay. So we'll we'll definitely get our opinion. But it's what's one of those things? That, like a lot of reviewers are like, this movie was great. Also, one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. And um, I just thought it'd be nice to take a, an exploitation film that's actually considered a good film and kind of compare it to the, cause like no one's watching Slumber Party Massacre. Even the people who like it aren't going like, this is a great testament to filmmaking. It's one of those things where like, you gotta see this. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so I, w- I kind of want to bring an exploitation film that's actually a genuinely good film and see how that, um, compares Okay, so what's it called again? Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright. All right. Yeah, well, it's from the 1970s. Week, yep, like I said. Ozploitation film. The Australian version is just called Outback. Um, okay. But it's one of those films. It was lost for many years, and they they found a like a working copy and like they found it in the steakhouse <laughs> underneath <laughs> a blooming onion. <laughs> they found a copy like in the nineties or the two thousands. I'd have to look it up, but um, it won like the Cannes Film Festival one of the awards when it came out. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, well, there's probably going to be a lot to say about that one. No, I agree. I mean, it's just that's the thing about exploitation films. You get something like Slumber Party Massacre on one end. On the other end, you get films that win at Cannes Film Festival. That's one of the beautiful things about um, exploitation and why it's, you know, you can't pinpoint something as as exactly um, as bad just because it has an exploitation tag attached to it. Yep, good point. Well... I'd stay here and talk about Slumber Party Massacre all night, but I need to slip out of my clothes and into <laughs> some negligee because I'm at home and it's nighttime. Make, so. sure, make sure there's some teenage boys outside your window watching. Oh, I will. It. I ordered a pizza, so I'm not expecting it to get here for another two hours. So <laughs> I, I, I've got plenty of time. Hey, before you go, do you know who do you know who won the sports game last night? Which team was victorious in the sports? Oh uh, yeah, the team that wore blue. They oh, won. perfect, fantastic. Well, now yep. you don't have to come over. By a lot. I can't tell you the exact point number because reasons, but it was the margin wide. Oh, God. I hated this movie so much. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye.